Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Happy Labor Day. To you, too. It's my least favorite holiday. <laughs> it is a end-of-summer holiday. <laughs> well, summer's my favorite season. July and August are my favorite months, so the, the marking end of that, naturally, is not going to be my favorite, but, you know, seasons change. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> turn, turn, turn. <laughs> All right. Well, fall. few episodes left of season four, our season of growth. We started have grown. In the spring. Yeah. There has been a lot of growth. I feel like there's been a lot of growth this season, duh, but I feel like there's been a lot of celebration of growth. Like, I feel like we grew a lot before this season started, and it, it was a little celebration, kind of. I totally agree. I feel like we've grown as a people. The things I'm excited about this week. One, a book club. Yeah. Book club is awesome. Uh, this past week, we did Austin Cleon's Show Your Work, which uh, bite-sized book club, guys. Episodes are five minutes long, which means that you are literally joining us for a bite-sized conversation. You have no excuse. Everyone has five minutes. So anytime in the week, you can join us for five minutes. And then you can jump onto Patreon, start your own discussion, join our discussion. We leave you with a bunch of questions. It is the best way to join an art and creative discussion on the planet. If you love listening to us, you will love talking with us. So head over to the Patreon. If you are not already a Patreon member, you can pause right now and go over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale and listen to the book club episode if you want to. And if you are not already a Patreon member, go to craftyassfemale.com slash Patreon and you can join for $5 a month. You get all the after chatter videos. There are literally 60 of them. You get all the book club episodes and now they come out weekly every friday and they are five minutes long it's such a good idea amanda a lot of fun it's so cool and last week we did show your work and this upcoming week we are diving deep into the austin cleon trilogy and we are doing keep going keep going chapter one and we're doing one chapter a week so five minutes on one chapter and it's gonna be amazing a lot of fun I'm so excited. And uh, keep the discussion going on Patreon. After you listen to this episode, go over to Patreon. Even if you are not yet a paying patron, you can head over and follow us on Patreon. You can see all of our public posts. You can follow along until you are ready to commit your $5 a month. One coffee, one other drink that I can't think of. Pink drink. (laughs) Starbucks pink drink. Sure. Um, five bucks. That's, you know, your weekly candy bar or something. I don't know the prices of things. I only buy things on Amazon, so I'm the worst. One $5 Amazon gift card. Um, so yeah, come and hang out with us and join the conversation and chat with other crafty-ass females because we made this community for you guys. We could just, you know, text each other on the phone or just, you know, video chat with ourselves. But we do this so that we can talk to you. And talk to other awesome ladies like Ruby Ellen, who we're going to talk to. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. Ruby Ellen Bradger. Um, And we'd like, love bringing these conversations to you guys. So we want to hear what you have to say. So head over to the Patreon so you can tell us everything that you are thinking about too. Like, do it right now while you're listening. (laughs) Pull out your phone and be like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this and this and this. Or go on your computer if you're listening on your phone. Here's Ruby Ellen. Bye, guys. 
Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedell, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Ruby. Hi. And is it Ruby Allen? Ruby Allen. It's one word. One. Um, both my grandmother's names put together, but one word. Hi, Ruby Allen. Hi. <laughs> but I go. But everyone calls me Ruby, but I always write Ruby Allen. I, I love, love it. it. I'm obsessed. You're one of my favorite people on the internet. And oh, thank have you. Have been so for. I think when I first started following, you only had two of the five girls. Oh my gosh. So I've been <laughs> like a long time ago. Yeah, super <laughs> fan for so long. But listeners, I'm so excited to introduce you to Ruby Ellen Bratcher that we have on the show today. She is a blogger at mycakies.com, and she writes about crafts and parenting and everything else in between, um, style and food and clothes and sewing and crafts and abounding grace and living life creatively are a few of your topics of choice. But mm-hmm. I love most. I would have to say, everything you share about your amazing family, which includes you, you and your husband, Ben, and your five girls whose names are, get this if you don't know, they're their real names, True, Brave, Soul, Glow, and now Little Red. Oh my God, I can't even <laughs> take her. I can't even take her. And then I love like, you pop in your sisters a little bit, you pop in your grandma, and uh, yeah. your mom, the girl's grandma. I just, I'm obsessed with your family. You're, I thrive on like your family traditions. I oh, literally, thank you. how many planners I've gone birthday tradition when my family <laughs> happens. Like, you know, like I'm already ready to follow in your, the traditions that you share. I'm obsessed. So oh, I'm you. so happy to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. How did all that sound? Correct? I mean, like as far as fact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's not just like making up stories about your family or anything? Correct, correct. Cool, 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 cool. And then in addition to, you also have Woven Folk, which is your shop. And we'll get into that too, I hope. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, okay, so let's just dive right into it. What is the story behind getting to do what you do? I don't know. I do, I do a million things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it first started years ago. See, I just had my oldest, True, so she's 13 now. So when she, when I had her, it was, you know, new mom at home, stopped working, budgeting on one income and I wanted to get her all these cute baby things but we couldn't afford it you're just on one income so like you know I'm like I can make all these things so I started like googling and it was googling even a term back then I don't know it, you know looking up things and I found this like sewing community and I said I want to join this so I started taking sewing classes bought a sewing machine started sewing things and just sharing it and putting it out there and I just never imagined that it would grow into just the different opportunities that I've had um, today. So that's kind of how it started. And just from there, blogging has just kind of transformed in a million different ways. And so we came from sewing focus to like sharing family things, to other creative endeavors and just writing my book and then teaching workshops. And like, I just love working with my hands. I love being creative and and encouraging creativity with my own girls. So that it's just kind of like all this random mishmash of living life creatively and just sharing that with other people. I love it. What's the title of your book? My title of my book is Let's Sew Together. But that was written, did I write that? Like 
that came out like six years ago, five years ago with Penguin Random House at the time. It was called Pottercraft. And so, okay, so that came from about because you started with the sewing blog. And yeah, I started you with this. Like yeah, an that. I mean, it just started, and I mean, I never imagined I'd get that opportunity. When I got the email from Random House, I was like, "Wait, is this real? Like, <laughs> like this is Martha Stewart's publisher? Like, how we share yeah. a publisher?" So, just very honored to have been able to do something like that. You and Martha, you ever been to a party with her? <laughs> yeah, like come on the random house party one day one day yeah, yeah. hashtag um, goals yeah i lo- i know probably more about you than i do about martha oh my god this is fun um <laughs> yay so this is like so exciting so like and then it kind of transformed into just you writing about what life was about yeah 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 it just transformed into like sharing family things every time i had a kid sharing that sharing stories about my husband and sharing traditions and just kind of a document of just family life and celebrating that it's so good and you're such a good writer thank you say i love reading your words and then like you said from when it started 13 years ago like just blogging in general and what how old instagram like not 10 years yet or no i think it started at least instagram for me i topped on when glow was born so she's about to turn eight so i think instagram's like eight or nine years old maybe so yeah i think you're right so it's like i think instagram just had its ninth anniversary so like that changed everything for Oh, that changed everything. Yeah. For, yeah, and then like to, to jump platforms and to make it more the simple thing, you know, simple format. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that like kitschy kind of thing. But can you kind of speak to the evolution as far as like once Instagram came to the picture? Was it, are you using both pretty regularly or does one prevalence the other? Do you use one to direct to the other? I feel like, oh, gosh, for me, blogging this past year since we, we had, we, adopted baby number five and so that just kind of shifted my world where like I have no more time and so Instagram kind of took over even then I feel like I'm don't definitely I'm more a blogger than an Instagrammer I feel like it's so short and I'm not very witty with captions so like I I I feel like I'm not able to put my heart out as much I try um, on Instagram but I feel like blogging and just writing long things was more my medium but definitely like you see the shift where people aren't reading blogs as much and they're turning to Instagram. At the same time, like Instagram's not as fun because of the algorithm and just kind of sucks. It's like just helping the big guys get bigger, but like all the other people like that you follow just because they're inspired by them, they're kind of getting lost in, in the mess of everything. So I think that kind of unfortunate how that's played out and like every other story is an ad yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's not fun. You know, I want to see my friends. I want to see all the, but I mean, I guess it's just the nature of having to change with the times. I don't think I've done a very good job of changing <laughs> with the times. Um, but so I, I try to do both. Lately, it's been more Instagram. I do have like, since having a baby, we've kind of I put blogging on hold, but I do have plans to kind of pick it up this year. And I want to transition instead of doing mykakies.com transition just to my name. Because mm-hmm. it all started as cakeys when my kids were little and I was pregnant. I'd call them ca- baby cakeys in, when they're in my belly. But now they've kind of grown. And so I feel like I've grown with them. I feel like just using my name is kind of more, I don't know, just more me now. So that's kind of in the works in the next month or so. 
Nice. So, I mean, on our show notes, I'll link everyone to where they can find you everywhere. But so on Instagram, you're at Ruby Ellen Bratcher. Yes. yes. So your name and then to have it kind of connect to the blog. Yeah. I think it makes more sense. And just as the kids grow and as I am growing too, it just, you know, I'm getting older. They're not exactly that little, even though I have one still. Yeah. And like changing the name, would you consider it like, I don't know if that would be considered a rebrand or not, but whatever. But I like, don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've never been good at the business aspect. I've kind yeah. of, I've always gotten to this because it was fun. And I said, when at some point, if it's not fun anymore, you just have to stop. And life has just been busier the past year. So it's kind of slowed down on the blogging. But I do want, I just love writing. So I want to get back to that. Um, I don't think about the branding aspect. I'm just not business minded that way. Right. I know it's such a big deal. But I'm like, you know what? I mean, is it? You just put your heart out there and you you know you're eventually going to reach people that resonate with what you're saying. So as long as you keep that as the aspect and not like business, branding, money, money, you know, like that keeps the fun in it and that keeps it authentic, I feel like. I feel exactly the same way that you that you said about everything. Like I'm the same way with the Instagram. Like I feel like Instagram's great. But come on. I'm like, like, I love blogging so much, but like, I don't have time. I just don't have time. But like, in my head, I am blogging all the time in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like, when I have time to sit and flush these thoughts together or like tell the story, like, I can't wait to do that. Like, I'm a a writer. I'm a long, and I love long form. So, same, same. And and you can't really replace that. Do you feel like, so I have two questions. So, one is the, you said you were going to keep doing this until the, until it wasn't fun anymore. You, you obviously still find it very much fun. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. it's so fun. Like, and then I've met people randomly, like, just like, oh, I follow. It's just fun. Like, it's, you have friends and, you know, just, just com- connecting with like-minded people and you share. I mean, I feel like motherhood, especially, or just being a woman too, it can be isolating. And then you get caught up in the, oh, she does it better. I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. And it's kind of like, we're all a mess. We're all trying to figure things out. Let's just encourage each other with it. And so I feel like writing and blogging kind of gets to portray that more where Instagram is very styled, which I love. Like I love styling things. I love things clean and everything too, but I like the messy heart stuff. And I feel like you can do that on a blog more than Instagram, at least for me, but maybe, maybe one day I'll translate better to Instagram. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. And then, do you feel like, like, like right now you're you're kind of bro- uh, taking a break from the blog? Like, do you feel that, or I also know other bloggers that kind of, you know, say, "Well, the blog's now done. Catch me on Instagram." Like, do you still feel like even though you have a blog, like people are responding, like to that? Like, like I don't know the question. The question is like, the response you get from readers is still like really good. I mean, yes, compared to when you started, like, you get so many comments. Like, now right. there's not that interaction as much, which I miss. Um, but I do have people emailing, like, please don't stop writing, you know. <gasps> please pick it up again. Are you stopping? Is this – I think my last post <laughs> yeah. was, like, January or something. Yeah. Um, and I think I just – I mean, having baby number five a little bit older, my energy was just, like, I don't know how I used to blog so often. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used to do – the kids go to bed, and I would just write. And then now I'm like, with five, I'm like, I just need to sit here and do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I feel like I'm at a place where, I mean, the baby's about to be one in a a couple of months. And 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 there's things that I do want to share. So I think I'm getting there. We're like, okay, I'm ready to kind of pick it back up and start again. But 
I mean, so I don't feel like there's that interaction with the comments as much, but I do get emails. So I'm like, okay, that's really sweet and encouraging. And that people still check in. They're like, you're not writing anything. Like, are you going to write something again? That's really encouraging. Well, that's good. It's good that they, you feel like they're missing you and yeah. missing what you put out there. That's good. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So let's like steer a little bit in a different direction and talk about woven folk a little bit. So at what point in your blogging did woven folk kind of come along and does it um like what's the philosophy behind it and how does it work simultaneously with your blog or is it as just a separate kind of shop entity that you keep like in a different spot yeah i don't know it was just like a i've always i think blogging i remember before like i would do like outfit posts with kids and then do mine then i'd collaborate with other bloggers and you know we'd like switch items and kind of share that so i mean fashion is something i've always loved and been interested in just getting dressed it's just fun for me so that's something I have shared on my blog. I feel like with um, Woven Folk, it initially started with my love for baskets and like the old school traditional craft of weaving baskets, like in just different countries or different, they use different leaves and just that. So I kind of started selling baskets and then I figured, well, I mean, you need an outfit to go with the baskets. And I love thrifting and looking for vintage. And that's something that I've always documented on my blog from vintage furniture to vintage clothes and vintage for the kids. So it kind of felt like just another overflow of something I already loved. And then just with the, I guess with the whole fast fashion, I mean, I'm not against fast fashion and I'm not like slow fashion clear. I'm all about like thoughtful consumption, you know, like don't buy more than you need. But I mean, some people don't have the budget for those really high end indie independent brands. Like I love them. They inspire me, but I feel like oh, I can find a vintage counterpart of that. Um, and then at the same time, like, you know, you want to be by quality. So, I mean, I, it's just all about the thoughtfulness and consumption. So I felt like um, vintage had that. You can recycle, you're kind of helping the environment that way. And just kind of, I feel like when I'm hunting for things to put in the shop, I feel like I'm the creative director of my own company yeah. and you know you're not bound by one company telling you how to style something you kind of get to it's just a form of creativity going through the racks finding things that work looking for good fabrics I mean with my sewing thing that's kind of I love fabric so looking at textile and the feel looking for things made in the USA um, so that's kind of been an overflow of just my love for vintage so I don't know if it goes well with my whole blogging thing but it's just like I think my husband says you have so many hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> I see. So it's just like something kind of for you that ties into what you yeah. just love, the way that the blog does that for other things. Yeah, yeah. I and then, love that. And then just, I mean, I mean, and, and being a stay-at-home mom with five kids, the hustle is real, right? I mean, so, I mean, everyone, I'm so inspired by the women out there just trying to figure out what works for them and pursuing things they love and – you know, it might not be that big salary pay job, you know, but with, like the freedom with the internet is giving us to the ch chance to pursue things we love and not necessarily be bound by just your traditional career. But you can, and you can add that into being a mom, staying home and just pursuing other things you love on the side too. So it's just been great. <laughs> so good. So good. And like when you go to um, shop, wovenfolk.com that's where the shop is on mm -hmm. the internet right or like even Instagram like it's so curated like obviously duh that's the point but it's like so curated like it all looks like your style like but it's all thrifted pieces yeah thrifted yeah, so estate sales 
um, just like hunting for vintage pieces. And the funny thing is like, I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. So I'm mostly the one modeling the clothes, yeah. but like, I'm the only one that works with my schedule. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's no one else I could like, I just, when I have free time, I take pictures. Like, and if I don't have yeah. school, it's so hard to hire a model that, cause I don't know when I'm going to get free time to take pictures. So it's me in front of the camera and it just, I am the most affordable and flexible with my schedule model <laughs> I to, love it. To, to show off the clothes. <laughs> I love it, but it totally works because I feel like you being a blogger, it also puts that like into like the person that you know is the person that's giving you the stuff and she's even wearing it. You know, it does. <laughs> if, if you're but not business ended, it so does work awkward. in that. Yeah. I'm so yeah. awkward in front of the camera. I like, there's some, so many I have to delete until I find like the five that I'm going to use. <laughs> like just accept it. I'll pick this yeah. one. Just let it go. I'm like that too. So good. So fun. So uh, this is like my favorite interview. Okay. So, <laughs> so like blog, shop, five girls, four that you homeschool or the yeah. little, uh, the, even the second to littlest one. Yeah. They're right all, all, all homeschooled except the baby. So. <sighs> okay. So the f girls that you have, that you homeschool, that you make magic for, that you do these parties and these clothes <laughs> and all these fun things, and then wife to Ben. So my question is like, and then Instagram now. So like, how do you stay fully vested in each present moment? I don't know. I, that I a weird was like, question. no, it was a weird yeah. question. I'm like, I have no yeah. answer. I, have yeah. no <laughs> I feel yeah. like um, the kids love what I do. So they're kind of a big part of everything. When I go hunting for vintage, they're right with me. Like everything, I mean, I'm a stay-at-home mom. So five kids just kind of follow me everywhere. Yeah. I'm at a point getting older. So sometimes I can leave the older ones alone, which is kind of nice. But so it's just kind of trying to juggle a lot of balls and hoping nothing drops. But lots of balls drop all the time. So just picking <laughs> back up and start I, starting again. And uh, my husband's like, you know, you need to slow down. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then earlier this year, something that really means a lot to me is I started volunteering with um, working with teen moms and in a mentoring program called Generation Her. And so I really wanted to do that. My husband's like, do you have time for that? I'm like, I will make time for this. You know, this yeah. is something that's important to me. And so kind of add that in. And, and it's good for my girls to see things like that. It's, I want them to get involved in their community and live I mean, being homeschooling, homeschool, homeschoolers, you tend to live inside your home. You know, you don't have, you, you don't get that social interaction as much, but I want them to see that there is life outside of everything and there's a community out there that needs to be reached and just developing relationships. And so, I mean, that was important to me. That's been a big joy to be part of. And so just kind of everything is juggling and praying and trusting God and balls will fall and it's okay. And sometimes yeah. I suck at being a mom and I ask for forgiveness. And sometimes I suck at being a wife and I ask for forgiveness for that. <laughs> and sometimes my shop doesn't get uploaded for like a couple of weeks and that's okay. So it's just kind of, you know, juggling the priorities and trying to keep focus and you're not going to get everything all the time, but that's okay. Yeah. Like I, I love when you write about uh, the frustrations. <laughs> I, I relate to those posts a lot and like I don't even have kids or a husband yet but like I'm like oh I know what she's going through yeah. <laughs> like somehow um, yes so I had a question but it just flew out my brain because I took it there let me think if I could I know the frustration thing is like I was talking to someone on Saturday at a birthday party and you know she's just talking about how like it does seem like every, everyone's on Instagram and everyone seems like they have it together and I'm like girl you know we don't and like <laughs> yeah 
I like to on the way to the party, Ben and I were fighting because I was going to decorate for the party. <laughs> and I told him we need to leave at nine, but we did it. He didn't finish getting ready till nine 40. So I'm like, dude, this was important to me too. Like I know. Yeah. You know and so I remember I was driving and I was like shaking just because I couldn't yell. Like I didn't want to yell, but I was just like shaking the steering wheel and trying to control my anger. <laughs> but man, that the struggles are yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say before too, like, Sometimes, like, you, when you're juggling so many things, you know what things didn't get juggled or had to be dropped. But other people don't. Like, the yeah. people that are viewing your Instagram don't or, like, reading your posts don't. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, almost you could either put the stress on you that all the balls didn't get juggled or you could be like, all right, those fell. I'll get to them another time. Like, it's just an attitude shift, I think, sometimes. It is. It is. And, and sometimes I'm like, oh, should I just talk about, like, every frustration? Because like, every day is frustrating. There's something frustrating every day. That's, right. everyone, that's everyone's life. Everyone has a season. Everyone has a really hard season. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, should I just share that every day? I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I think and it's that balance. It's that balance. That's it. The authentic blogger has that challenge of like, mm. how authentic should I be right now? Because I was authentic yesterday about the yeah. same thing. Because <laughs> I can go every day and never be like, yeah. man, she sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is true. But then you do like do like the lesson you learned, which even yes. though it does kind of come down, it, it dips, it pops back up. Yeah. But yeah, do you feel like, okay, so I think having a kid, even one, boy or girl, is hard, but you have five and they're girls. Like, do you feel like the, the fact that you're a mom of girls, um, like, holds a, holds a weight that you feel like, or like a responsibility, the fact that you're, like, raising these five females? I don't, you, I've never I don't thought know. about it because yeah. we've only had girls. Yeah. But so it's kind of like we've always just taught them, like, you can like whatever like we've never confined them to anything right really um so just teaching them to be wise and to be loving to everyone you know it's just i i guess i i i mean maybe my, my husband's answer would be different you know with yeah. that girl so i feel like with me it's just been girls and that's what i've been used to and yeah. just kind of teaching them like yeah you want to do that like not giving them a certain like I feel like, not, not necessarily, but Pinterest, like, has killed weddings, I feel like. In a, in yeah. a sense, it's, like, so much pressure. <laughs> but then, so, and then there's, like, especially, like, it's just become such a business. So, like, tell them, like, you know, if you want to wear a jumpsuit, like, just kind of, you know, not making it feel like they have to do. <laughs> Anything, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I love being a woman, you know, and so I hope that they feel like they, you know, they love being a girl and just raising girls. It's, I mean, I've never really thought about that, I guess, with yeah. that, because that's all and I like, know. <laughs> yeah. And as the question came out of my mouth, I'm like, I guess whatever answer you say, you could apply to like a son. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Kristen? I mean, I feel like. I mean, I know with like, I feel like my husband's answer probably would be different because, you know, when I tell him like, you know, um, you know, when puberty starts hitting and certain body changes yeah, happen. Yeah. And I tell him, I'm like, okay, so this is happening now. He's like, wait, what? Like, it doesn't get easier <laughs> with each girl. Yeah. Then, like, the third one, I'm like, okay, this is kind of happening now. He's like, huh? He's like, yeah. like, his, like his heart sinks a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe his answer would be different. Yeah, like, yeah. Just having girls is, has been fun for me. And we've kind of just... Like with their style, I've kind of let them explore their own personality, and I mean, they're all except the baby. But the four, the four older, they just kind of dress the way they want. And one does not like dresses, and one 
very girly and one's like all about the eighties and one's like more, more bohemian. So it's just kind of just letting them be them and yeah. just celebrating them and how they're made and um, giving them that freedom to express themselves too. Yeah. And it's gotta be great to have sisters and like to be a part of, especially your four that are closer in age to be like part of that literal sisterhood. Yeah. Must be yeah, amazing. Yeah. It, I, I, Seeing them, I mean, they fight. Like yesterday, of um, someone took the older girls out and they're like, so what do you guys fight about? And they were like, clothes. I mean, they still they fight, <laughs> you know? But I feel like since there's, I mean, I had four kids in five and a half years. So that was like a lot of trying to keep my head above water and not drown. Um, but they were all babies at the same time. So seeing them now, they're so close. And I, I think I'd say probably closer than my siblings because we have just, a, me and my sisters have a bigger age gap. And so with my girls, they're just, they've always been together. Like all their memories are just with each other. So they do have that sisterhood, their little tribe. And it's kind of really, it's really sweet to see that friendship grow and just how much they enjoy being together. I mean, they fight, but they do enjoy being together. Well, I did want to know before too, and I feel like our listeners want to know too, like what was in the decision to homeschool? Well, I didn't want to. So originally I was a teacher. I taught fourth grade at a local elementary school. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if my husband was reading something. This is when we were pregnant, when I was pregnant um, with the first, but true. And he was reading something like, hey, what if we homeschooled? Now I was, my background is, when I was a kid, I was a sophomore in high school and my parents decided I want to homeschool out of nowhere. Mm. So I was a sophomore and my sister was, I think, kindergarten. My baby sister was in kindergarten. So from sophomore year to senior year, I kind of did like a homeschool hybrid where I took um, sophomore year was completely homeschooled. Junior, senior year was like science and math was at a school. And then I homeschooled for everything else. So I had that experience. And I mean, and I liked it, you know, that time being at home. I think my siblings enjoyed it too, I think. Um, and so when it came to me, I just being a teacher, I love the public school system. A lot of my friends are public school teachers and they're great teachers. So I felt like, oh, I don't need a homeschool. But my husband was more like, why don't we do this one day? I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, so when it eventually came around, I, I had to pray and think and, you know, like, do I want to? I, I taught fourth grade. So when I got the kids, they knew how to read. I didn't want to teach yeah. anyone how to read. I was afraid of that. Um, so eventually just kind of like, you know what? This is kind of our way of holding their hearts a little bit longer. So yeah, let, let's do it. And so that kind of started when our oldest was in kindergarten and she's about to be in eighth grade. So I'm surprised I've lasted this long. There are many days I've wanted to quit in the past. And so it's kind of like a year by year, like let's evaluate, is it still working for our family? It still is. Let's keep going. If it's not, you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't think homeschooling is necessarily better than any, you know, one way is better. You kind of just have to figure out what works best for your family. I feel like I'm so intrigued by the idea. Is it more that you like have them for a certain amount of hours and want to get to things in the hour or do you feel like if they've taught what they learned that day like you can allow them to not be in school quote unquote I feel like a big thing is that you have the freedom to explore other things that because in a classroom you have 30 kids and you're managed so a lot of time is spent time classroom management and so and I mean with schools kind of dictated with specific curriculum here they can really get into in depth of what 
they're interested in. So you have the opportunity. So we have, you know, our regular, we have to cover all the basics, but then we also get to cater to like, what are you actually interested? So let's dive into that. And so that freedom to go further with their interests or something that they're really good at is the, I think one of the best things about homeschooling and you have the freedom to just like, if you're doing really well, you have the freedom to excel and start college early. And so I have one that's a seventh grader who we're looking at kind of jumping because emotionally and mentally she's mature. And then just academically, she's doing so well that she could jump up a grade to match her older sister and then just she could start college early. So and not that we're trying to rush them, but just kind of feeling out like where they're at emotionally and mentally, you know, also. But there's just so much freedom to explore different ways of learning and to get into depth of your interests with homeschooling that that's really the most one of the most appealing things and best things about homeschooling. Well, do you use specific curriculums for the different subjects? And do you like match? the? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What does a, a day in the school life look like? You, tell me about your curriculums. So for, so we do a type of learning called classical education. So um, there's all different, there's like unschooling, there's Charlotte, May, there's so many different ways to homeschool. So we do classical where, so our oldest is in eighth grade. So the curriculum we use, her and the seventh grader are so close to age that the seventh grader does all the eighth grade stuff. So ever since we started, I kind of, the ones that are group together in age, I kind of just start and I modify. And I mean, you know, to be a good homeschooling teacher, parent, I mean, you don't necessarily need a teaching degree. It's helpful that I have it. And I think that keeps me more, I'm much more of a structured homeschooler. Like we start at eight o'clock and we, you know, so I think that's just innate in me because I was a teacher. Um, I know some people that are just much more free. I wish I was like that. I'm just not built like that. But so we keep the two older, like do the same. And when the seventh grader, when they were younger, when she was like just starting off, I had to do more accommodating because she was just at a different level. And then my other two is a fourth grade and second grade. So like we do the same reading, we do the same math, we do the same writing. Now, obviously like one's writing is just a little bit neater, uses a bigger word, you know? And so there's a lot of accommodating, accommodating that goes on, but I try to keep their curriculum the same. And as I work with them individually, we just go through their different levels too. And as far as math, it's the weirdest thing because now my older three hate math. Like I don't yeah. love math. Yeah, I'm a, you know, creative, usually when you're a creative brain, it's math is yeah. just your thing. But my fourth one, Glow, she loves math. So even though like, like she's just, she's, so she's doing fourth grade math now just because she's just so good at it. And she like, now she hates reading. She hates reading, she hates writing, <laughs> which is opposite of the other girls, but she just loves math. So even though she's, young much younger like two grades younger she's doing two grades higher as far as math so and that's the great thing with homeschooling you get to if someone's excelling at something you get to give them more challenging things where you have a class of 30 it's just hard to do that because you have to cater to 30 kids and you can't you don't have that time and freedom to really give one attention if they're really doing well they kind of just go with the way everyone else is learning do they Interming, I'm assuming they intermingle and like if one's learning, they go, we learn that. And that's, you know, like they yeah, help yeah. each other out and like get excited when exactly. they're learning. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and the older girls have gone through the curriculum that the younger girls are doing now. So they remember that. And there's a lot of just cycling through like in history and science and going back to concepts and just expanding more and more as they get older. 
And so the older girls get to help the younger girls with that. And the funny thing is like, you think like they homeschool Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, because Friday they go actually go to a school site. So they're gone all day, Friday, 8.30 to 3.30, but they do homeschooling Monday through Thursday. On Saturdays, what do they play? They play homeschooling. Yeah. <laughs> and then the older girls like make a lesson and they teach the younger girls. I'm like, seriously? Like, I thought that you would want a break from, but like, so I don't know if they were teaching Amelia Earhart lessons. Like, there's also like, seriously, that's what they play, homeschooling. And they create lesson plans and they create projects and like, Good okay. job, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. And like, I'm a teacher and I feel like that sometimes I get the most anxiety when I have to deal with the parent and that's another bonus. You don't have to deal with the parent because you're the parent. <laughs> oh, and well, I can't even imagine now, like I talk to my friends who are teachers and parents can text you now. Oh yeah, that's true. Through the app. There's like, I'm like don't oh have my gosh. I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of stressful. <laughs> it was, it's stressful. It always ends up being okay, but I get so stressed out about it. And then you but have those like type A, I think it'd be type, where like they're just on you like, <laughs> my kid got an A minus, like what, what, you know? Yeah, yeah. What's that minus about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. But you did a good pitch for that homeschool. I was, I, that, that answered a lot of my questions. I'm glad you shared. Now, I'm, but I love public school education, you know, and homeschooling is yeah, not sure. everyone. And I was a public school teacher, so like... Both are, and this you get sucky public school teachers, and you get great public school right. teachers. You get sucky homeschooling parents, and you get great homeschooling parents. You know, right? So it's kind of you know, it's an essential yeah. option for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for giving us a peek into how yours works. Okay, so this season's theme is all about growth. How have you grown personally or professionally since embarking on this creative path? Personally, I went from two kids <laughs> to five kids. <laughs> so I feel like with that, just things have changed. And then with the internet changing, um, I've read some articles on like sharenting. I don't know if you've heard that term. Um, sharenting is like parents, because you're, you're sharing. It started so innocent and it still is so innocent. But like you think about putting your kids' lives on the internet, that's kind of scary too. So I think I've scaled back a little bit of more of the day-to-day things and kind of shared more a broader sense of family life because like when my kids are dating one day, I don't want the person they're dating to just Google everything and like know all about them. I want the kids to, I want my kids to share that, you know, to their friends and whoever comes into their life. So I feel like growth now, like as far as what to share, you have to be kind of careful and, and my kids said, I mean, I still ask them, like, are you okay with me sharing this? I get their permission. And they're fine with it. You know, and I just, I don't think they understand the ram- possible ramifications. Right. Like, yes. I try as much as possible to be conscientious of that. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like growth-wise is like, I might, I'll probably be more open with my personal messes and, you know, things that are going on with me and my husband, because I don't mind sharing that. You know, we're both adults. We're cool with it out there. But maybe more like their personal stories, just I think I scaled that back a little bit. And because before it used to be like daily life, family life. And so now it's kind of not as much that and like sharing big moments, you know, um, just being aware of that. So what that looks like, it's still just like kind of changing, but just being mindful of that as they get older. I don't want their whole lives online because that's their story, too. And that's something that should come from them in a sense. And it, it should come from them and how they want to distribute it to their friends and people they meet. And um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I was on your Instagram account earlier and I loved how tactful and honest you were 
about Red's adoption story and that this is her story okay. and it involves a lot of other people. So this is what I'm telling you, that this is her story and it involves a lot of other people. Thank you for yeah. enjoying <laughs> this little brief message and thank you for accepting my privacy. Good day. That, that was a big, yeah, that was one of the big things too. Like I've shared so much, but then like with this, there are so many people involved. There's so many hearts involved and it's not, it was not an easy decision for anyone. And so, and it's her story. So if she yes. wants to share it one day, and it's something we celebrate, it's just part of her story. So we celebrate it. Yes. And so it's like, it's a weird thing. Like, and I, and I, and I, I follow other people who share adoption, which I, and I love that too. It's just for me personally, this is what, this is the call we're making. And there's so much I want to say about it. And I think I will say, I'll talk more on the end of like, as a parent in open adoption, but like, as far as like details and stuff, I'm like, just not just because you know she's my kid she has a you know a little bit she you know a little bit of a different story and that's her so right it's it's not just that's not her only parent right other parents who love her very much and so one day if she has somehow shared that publicly maybe don't you know maybe she'll be a blogger or whatever's around at that time and she'll share it but like there's so many hearts involved who loved her very much and so in respect you know, for all of that. And to not just, I mean, she doesn't understand and she's always going to know, but to share it with people before she even knows is kind of weird. So just kind of being mindful about that. Absolutely. I thought that that was amazing. And I think it goes right into what you were saying. Mm -hmm. I think you've been doing such a great job of it. I think that's really, I think that's something we've all learned to have to, to have to factor in. Because when you started, you don't think about those things. Like when right. everyone started, no one thought about that. Right. So now. If she grows up and becomes a blogger and whatever's around at that time, like Instagram made us have to think like, what else is coming? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, and that's the great thing about the internet. Like I tell the kids, like you can go to college, but my college may not be for you. That's like, you can, the internet's giving you a platform to pursue what you love and make a career out of it if you want, you know? It's so who knows what's going to be around later. And it's, I'm thankful for the opportunities that the internet has given. Absolutely. Sharon thing. I never heard that. That was an, yeah, there was an article. You have to Google it. And it was just like the dangers of it and how so many people are parenting is called sharenting now. And, and then just, it also talks about like identity theft with these kids having so much of their lives out there. So you really just have to have a balance and be wise and, um, and it look, might be look different for people, but you just kind of have to go with your convictions and what's best for you, your family, your kids, and keep that in mind. Totally. I will definitely search and link in the show notes and people can check it out. Okay, let's conclude this episode with our currently round. So this is um, a based off Kristen has like a currently card and you can find it at theawesomeladiesproject.com and then we just kind of go through it on the podcast. You ready? Cool. Okay, what are you currently watching? Jack Ryan on Amazon. <laughs> I like like action shows. I don't do comedy. Like I just I don't. I guess I don't like to laugh. <laughs> I like like. I would never have action. known it from this interview. Yeah. <laughs> like things it's, blowing up and like yeah. things making me like oh my gosh, what's gonna? That's like my show. It's with John Krasinski. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's yes. like The Office. Don't even know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Watched an episode, did not laugh. I'm like, can't do this. <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. Jack Ryan. We'll link to it. Um, what are you currently reading? Um, what is it called? I think Children of Open Adoption and Habits of Grace by Dave Math- David Mathis. 
I was like, Dave Matthews wrote something yeah. at first. I was like, <laughs> Although we do love Dave Matthews. <laughs> uh, we do too. What are you currently listening to? Um, no, <laughs> Taylor Swift lover. We are, nice. I am a oh, yeah. bubblegum pop lover, <laughs> much to my husband's dismay. <laughs> but, and she's like the happening thing to the girls. Like I yes, assume you listen they to what the girls love. Too. Yeah, so yeah. I do to love Taylor it's, Swift's lover. I love that song. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> it's really yeah. cute. Yeah, she's cute. Um, what are you currently making? Making, um, I'm working on a beaded necklace. And I made a ring earlier. I mean, it was a really simple thing, but I made that <laughs> earlier. And then I want to sit in bed later and finish a beaded necklace I'm working on. What are you currently feeling? Nervous. The new school year. Oh, my goodness. Coming oh, yeah. up. We were supposed to start. I mean, today's technically the first day, but we consider doing chores as life skills for today. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nervous about the new school year and just everything that comes with that. We just have a mil- like a million things going on in our lives, so just juggling that and trying to figure out how to get everything done without going crazy. <laughs> so what are you currently planning? Planning what, the school year, and then also my sister's baby shower. Nice. So, oh, so, oh my gosh! So excited. I'm so excited. I and then especially since <laughs> I have the full four older girls who are so close in age, like with Red being so much later, we're like should we adopt more kids, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I'm like, okay, my sister's having one. I don't need to adopt more kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll be besties. Yeah. I love it. What are you currently loving, finally? Loving kombucha. I've gotten into fermenting my own kombucha. So that's kind of been my thing. I, I make a really good lavender one. Mm. And uh, mango's pretty good too, but that's kind Do of... Do you need a giant mushroom? Uh, a scoby? Is that the mushroom? Oh. So we use a scoby. <laughs> Are you laughing at me, Kristen? <laughs> so I use scoby and then um, fermenting that, and so that's kind of been fun. So just and my husband ferments milk, and he makes kefir. So he has his fermented milk, and I have my fermented tea. We go good together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are so interesting. I'm so, thank you so I'm much. I'm kind of crazy. I don't know. I'm interesting, more like crazy. <laughs> you couldn't find the word before, but eclectic. It's like a, a very um, identifiable eclectic. Yeah, I think I that's love kind you. of, thank you. Thank <laughs> this you. is wonderful. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I told my husband, he's like, do you have time to film a podcast? Yeah. Like, he's so worried about your time. Yeah. I'm like, it's just an hour. The baby will be sleeping. It won't be yeah. that bad. Yeah. So. This was fantastic. But thank you. It was so much fun for me. It's just This was fun. so good. Um, ladies, we will be back next week with another amazing guest. And if you want to catch Another 10 minutes with us with Ruby Ellen. We will be on After Chatter and you can catch that at patreon.com slash craftiestfemale. And you can catch our back catalog of, oh, just hundreds of videos now. And I think if you go to Patreon, it's like 500 pieces of original content for just $5 a month. And like videos with amazing people. So many amazing people. And this one's going to be great. I know this one's going to be great. It's going to be hilarious. Um... So go to patreon.com slash craftiestfemale, find all the videos. If you are not yet a patron, you can go to craftiestfemale.com slash Patreon and sign up right now. And you will get access to uh, literally 500 pieces of amazing content. And book club. 
book club's amazing. We're doing Austin Kleon's book trilogy right now. So he's awesome. And we love him. He was also on the show. And you get to see his hilarious after chatter. Um, so we will be over there. And we will catch you guys next week with another amazing guest. Have an amazing week. We love you. And we will catch you next week. Bye, guys.